I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today. For different circumstances, I'm not sure I need to make this association, but here we are again at the start of the playoffs, and we're talking about logistics. You know, last year with who should be, how the team should be seated, playing different numbers of games, and just what, when, and how, and where, and everything. You know, all kinds of stuff that usually is not in the conversation. Weather certainly can be in the conversation around here. And it is this week, big time. Mike Schopen, the Bulldog, joined now by Sal Capaccio on the West Her Hotline. Sal, let's just start with that. I mean, you're probably uh, working to make yourself aware of just, like, what do we need to know about any possibility of the game being rescheduled or moved or anything like that. It sure sounds like there isn't that expectation. Uh, What might you know about what the Bills have been doing to, you know, decide these things? There is still a expectation this game is being played Sunday at 1 p.m. in Orchard Park in Highmark Stadium. The governor did declare a state of emergency. Now, when that happened, a lot of people, I guess, might have assumed, because I got people asking me on social media, just assumed, oh, there's a state of emergency, you can't play a football game, you can't travel. That's not true. A state of emergency just means that you're allocating certain resources to certain areas that normally you wouldn't in order to help with whatever the emergency might be. So that's happening. When Governor Holka was asked about the game, she said, basically my advice is, her paraphrasing her, if you're going to the game, be safe and pay attention to the forecast and local authorities. If you're not going to the game, you know, if you don't have tickets, stay home, you know, and watch from home. Uh, That's basically what she said. So she did not in any way indicate they were moving the game or changing it. Now that said, Um, The NFL is monitoring the situation, there's no doubt. The Bills don't make the call here, if there was any call to make. The county doesn't make the call, the state doesn't make the call. What they can do, though, let's say, for example, Mark Polenkar has instituted a driving ban. Well, that could change the equation here. Um, I don't know how it would necessarily, like how the logistics would flow from there, but it certainly changed things. That hasn't happened. I know he tweeted earlier today that Travel could be difficult and near impossible or something along those lines. Mm-hmm. Um, the NFL makes these calls. The NFL is the entity that would be in charge of this. Um, from what I found out yesterday, before I went on with you guys, we talked about it. I was told it wasn't true that there was any anything going on with the game being moved to Cleveland and the report that we had heard yesterday. Now, just a little while ago, Andy Major, who's the VP, who's a VP of the Bills and runs you know stadium operations and all that, he was on Channel 4. Nick Veronica tweeted out, and I shared it. And, you know, he at least has the door open and saying, look, I mean, we, we got to take our cues from the NFL, but we're all expecting this game right now to be Sunday at 1 o'clock. We're preparing that way, and no one's told us otherwise. But, of course, anything could change between now and then. What I would tell you guys from my standpoint is, I don't think there's any way in heck they're playing this game anywhere other than Orchard Park. If anything were to happen, it would be probably changed to, 
you know, a different time, a different day, maybe like Monday, Monday night. But even as I say that, I'm just telling you that that would be the the only like scenario where something was changed. But no one has indicated. In fact, the Bills just tweeted out a little while ago. They're looking for snow shovelers right. for the yep. game to right. be prepared to play Sunday at 1 p.m. Yeah, I I I don't know how like the logistics of the decision making would go for these various entities. Right? You mentioned the county executive. You've got the the state and and Kathy Hochul, Governor Hochul's already done uh, what she felt she needed to do by issuing the state of emergency to begin with. I might venture a guess, you know, amongst us here in our audience, like Mark Polencars, I don't think would just decide I I'm, I'm issuing a travel ban without talking to the bills and the league. I, I this is just a guess on my part. I don't know this. Mm-hmm. I know Mark pretty well, but we've never talked about this. Um, so I feel like he wouldn't want to, and nor would the governor want to look like they're putting pressure on the league to do something. I think you'd want to do all that sort of in concert. Like, look, here's the situation. I've got, I've got the potential for a travel ban or I need to issue a travel ban for these times and we can't safely move people to these games. So what are we going to do? I wonder not to be, excuse me, uh, like sort of cynical here, and with respect to Mr. Polonkars and to the governor, I wonder if that pressure doesn't work the other way. Mm. Like, I mean, it's interesting you that, you know, the, the league would basically, if, if, if the game being played hinges on whether there's, say, a travel ban or some sort of logistical determination, uh, well, we're going to play this game. So, I mean, I, it's, it's pretty rough to sort of speculate like that. And I know that the county executive got a lot of heat last year for maybe not being quick enough to keep people home on that Christmas that Christmas blizzard. But there probably are conversations, though, like you're saying, Bulldog, I would think. Yeah, I think so. Now, let's talk about the weather itself. I had Pat Hammer on, as I normally do, on my Extra Point show on Friday, and ours, Joe wasn't there today, obviously, that's why I say it that way, but um, with me on the Extra Point show today. And, you know, Pat gave a wide range of outcomes. You know, I got people saying, look what this app says, look what that app says. I mean, look, but we all know it's the, it's a matter of five, six miles here in Buffalo and Western New York that matters a lot to what we're talking about. And that's that's the tricky part, right? So I thought Pat was really good about laying that out. And what he said, though, was, could it? he said, could it look like the 2017 game with the snow? Yeah. And then you throw in all that wind, right? That's That's a, that's a bad scenario. You know, I said, what's the best case scenario? He says, best case scenario stays, the band stays maybe 10 miles away. And you have kind of like, like maybe last year's Miami game, but with more wind, obviously. And he even said, the wind's not going to be like it is tomorrow and tomorrow night. The wind will be, according to him, 20 to 30 with 40 mile an hour gusts. Tomorrow night, it's going to be maybe 60 mile an hour gusts. So from that standpoint, I'm thinking... Hey, they've played a lot of football games in these kinds of weather, mm-hmm. this kind of weather, right? This is, it's, it's winter. It happens. It's unfortunate that it's happening now. It stinks. It's bad weather, but it does happen. But of course, we all know things change. And I think that's the tricky part here where, look, we're all, they're all, a lot of these people are trying to guess. And that can be a bad thing, but you also don't want to say, hey, we're moving this game or to a different time. And then it's like, why did you do that? You know, right. I, because the NFL wants it played Sunday at one o'clock. I can tell you that. If, if, you know, unless they really, really are put in a situation where they can't do that. And what is that situation? That situation is, right, it's snowing like crazy from 8 in the morning or 10 in the morning through the afternoon in Orchard Park. 
right? And so, like, yeah, getting there with that right. wind and snow falling an inch to three inches an hour, uh, it's like, that just seems – I don't even know how you get buses through that if that, you know, if it starts accumulating and it starts early enough. So, like, you know, I know that's like – that's a doomsday scenario. Um, mm-hmm. And the trick is, you know, knowing when to trust that it's going to be exactly this. And I don't know, you know, you, right. you, you Pat may be able to tell us more, Pat Hammer, um, like like when, and maybe you, this came up, Sal, like when does he feel like you can lock in, okay, this is what's going to happen? It's a good question. I didn't ask him that specifically. Just knowing from our conversations in the past, I would say he wouldn't even be able to tell you until probably at the time people are starting to mm-hmm. go to the game. And even then, things can change during the right. during the, the event itself, right? Like, it could literally change as you're like – during the game, it could move, right? They, they've left that, that possibility open. I think Pat even said, basically, it could start out up north and then come down south, the band, during, you know, the game. Mm-hmm. And that makes travel difficult going home. So there's a lot of possibilities here. As of right now, here's what we know. This game, and by the way, also had Sean McDermott on the Extra Point Show today. I asked him, has anyone in, in your building, has anybody in your staff, like, what do you know about any communication about this game being changed? He said no. He said obviously staff is always in communication with the NFL like we always are. He said, but as far as we know, you know, any, nothing's been told to us at this game any different right now than Sunday at 1 p.m. in Orchard Park. So that's what we know. That's where we're going from. And sure, I mean, I think we all just – have to pay attention to what's happening. I mean, you know, we're trying to do our best to stay on top of it. I know WBEN is. I've had conversations with people over there today. And we're all trying to do everything from the county level, the state level, me from the NFL level, the Bills level, everything to give everybody the best information. Now, what we know right now, this game is being played Sunday at 1 p.m. at Orchard Park. Is that a 100% certainty? I don't think any of us could say that. Right. Do you have any idea when – a decision has to be made, like recognizing what you said about about your conversations in the past with Patrick Hammer, meteorologist with Channel Two, uh, that it, it, you may not know until Sunday morning exactly what's going to happen. The league, I don't think, can wait until Sunday morning to right. decide if they're doing something with this game. I I don't think they can either, but I don't know. I mean, I guess any doomsday scenario, you just wake up and you're like, holy cow, look what happened. I guess you could do something like that. Um, you know, the earlier, the better in these sorts of situations, I would expect. But I don't know. The other issue would be even the Steelers getting here. Right. I don't I don't know. Like normally you'd come in on Saturday. So I have a friend coming up from Florida for the game. He just told me an hour ago his flight to Buffalo tomorrow was canceled and he can't get in tonight. He's not going. Now, that's fine. Right? He can't make the game. He's like, hey, they're going to win. I'll see you next week. Right. Uh-huh. That's his plan. But the point for him was and I started thinking, well, wait a minute. If his flight is canceled tomorrow, they're already doing that? Like, what is it for the Steelers traveling in here? Are they going to come in tonight? Are they waiting until tomorrow? What, if, what, what, what impact does that have on everything? So I think there's a lot of things at play here. Right. Now, tomorrow, you can also drive they, through the Steelers, I guess. You know, they're three and a half hours. Right. And if they'd be able to do that, I mean, you could, that's the option. It's not like they're coming from L.A. Tomorrow may be the worst of the two days uh, as mm-hmm. well. Yeah, that's a three and a half hour drive made into like an eight hour drive. If once you, unless you time it right, but um, yeah, we don't know exactly. Do you know, Sal? By the way, I mean, I have, I guess I have one more question on on weather. Um, what's the best case scenario? So yeah, we know like if the winds yeah. shift, then maybe the stadium is not under assault with snow on Sunday. And they kind of are talking like maybe the snow is sort of moving away from there by about game time 
or just generally speaking. But what's the best case scenario? It's still going to be very windy, right? That doesn't seem avoidable, or am I wrong there? It's going to be very windy. Um, the way Pat described it is if the, if the, if the epicenter of the snow is over the stadium, it would be a little less windy, but you get the more snow. But if the epicenter of the snow is if – if you're on the outside skirts of the band, it's going to be more windy but less snow. Right? So either way, guys, I think we're looking at a one way or the other a pretty you know, big you know, impact here from the, from the weather as far as the game is concerned. I did ask him specifically, best-case scenario, and he did say that the band would stay maybe up near Buffalo – and, you know, you're getting maybe a couple inches an hour or something like that, right? Which isn't horrible to handle. And we've seen something like that. But that would be the best case scenario. It's going to be windy. It'll be windier tomorrow. You know, even Pat said, like, the wind you're going to get during the game, nothing like it was Monday night against the Patriots. It'll be a, 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 a brisk, breezy, windy game. Like, that's what it's going to be. <laughs> but we've had those before in the stadium. What complicates it is the blowing snow. Yeah. Brisk sounds funny in this context for some reason. I'm not not making fun of you. You sound like brisk. How is it out there? Well, it's brisk, brisk I gotta yeah. say. It's yeah, a little brisk. That's, that's me. You come in, <laughs> come in the door with an umbrella on a 50 degree day. That's brisk out there. <laughs> you hear you hear summer breeze. I think that was my word, by the way. I don't want to put that on hammer. I think it was yeah, my word. That's fine. I'm fine. <laughs> you don't you don't usually hear about the winter breezes. Uh, <laughs> right. It's more. That's right. A little bit a little bit stiffer than that. Sal, Sal, conventional wisdom is this is good for an underdog. That if weather wrecks a game, then the better team can't really do what it wants to do as easily. Um, that's obviously just a broad generalization, but it does seem like the kind of game where Pittsburgh and its style, the Bills have been more run-centric, but not exactly great at it. To what extent is this on your mind, like what a snow game could mean to the play? I agree. I think that this is... Not a great scenario for the Bills against this opponent with this type of weather. I mean, if it was pristine conditions, I would think maybe the Bills would blow this team out. I don't think they could handle them. I think the Bills would have the much better team, better quarterback, better situation. It's not, though. And when you have any team in any environment and situation, any game with this kind of weather, you just never know. You just never know what's going to happen. And then you throw in the fact that this is a Steelers team that generally doesn't beat themselves, and they want to run the ball. They want to shorten the game. They want to run. They're good with yards after contact. They're good at breaking tackles. That gets you even more towards, hmm, not a great scenario for the Buffalo Bills. The Bills do have the quarterback advantage. We know that. And it's an even wider advantage in wind, I would say. That, But it's still windy for Josh, but he can handle it much more than Mason Rudolph. That's the thing that does. I think about the Bills offense, and I'm thinking, man, you know, here you have this. You have a chance, really, to maybe go after this team. No T.J. Watt, but you're going to be so mitigated by this weather. But then I think, start thinking more about it, and I'm going, but it might take a real big couple of breaks for the for the Steelers to really get something going on offense in this type of situation. I mean, they're going to basically be one-dimensional, and the Bills know it, I think, here. We talked a lot after the Bengals game last year in the playoffs in snowy conditions, nothing nothing like what we're, we're talking about being possible uh, for this Sunday. And, Mike, you would make the point a lot, like, did they have the right shoes on? Um, oh, yeah. Has that been a subject at all here leading up to this Shoot. sale? I mean, I, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know if that was even talked about, like, by them, if they, if they, if they didn't prepare properly or what, but... Um, 
obviously that's something that matters, and I guess it depends on what you actually get on the field. Like, is it icy? Is it snowy? Is it piled up snow? Is it wet? Like, whatever. There's maybe a, a, a lot of variables. I would say that I'm sure it's being discussed and planned and gone over by the Bills equipment staff and the Bills and the coaching staff. I don't think it's been dis- – I, to my knowledge, I haven't discussed it with anybody specifically about what happened last year. Um, but we all know, like, it seemed like the Bills – you know, had some problems with their footing for whatever reason. It didn't have to be because of shoes necessarily, whatever. It could just been because of happenstance, and it just happened because it was a slicker field. And, you know, they're maybe trying to make something happen. I don't know. Uh, each individual has their own reason. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, th- this is part of preparing. Uh, the, the shoes you wear, the equipment you wear, changing them during the game. And it's not just the shoes. It's everything else uh, that you think about uh, when you go into a game and what you're going to have to wear and um, have – covering you for layers and warmth and all those kinds of things. You know, some guys wear ski masks under their helmets. Some guys don't. Um, so, yeah, it's I'm sure it's being discussed in the building and maybe even to the point of last year and how that went down and what can we do differently to make sure that that doesn't happen again. But, you know, those are things that I think about, especially with a, a Steelers team, again, that they break tackles, they get yards after contact. You better be able to tackle. And in order to tackle, you got to keep your feet. Yep. Constructing a game plan, by the way, we were doing that somewhat here before I shifted it back to footing, uh, is brought to you by Atmar Construction Equipment and Supplies, official construction equipment supplier of the Buffalo Bills, equipment you need when you need it. Bulldog wants to know if they can get the buses through in the snow, and now he wants to know if they can get Najee Harris through in the snow. (laughs) We'll see uh, just how big of a mess it is on Sunday. Just, Sal, I mean, I don't know what exactly the question is. It's just sort of the... I don't know, irony or something about this team, again, here going into the playoffs, kind of like where I was when we started the conversation. You know, like the, there's a little bit of a – there's always something vibe. They've had lots of challenges, and, you know, Pittsburgh will face the same weather challenges here as the Bills, but just no no break, right? Like they get home field, they do all that they do to earn the two seed Sunday night, a, a hard-fought win and stretch, and now here you go. Uh, heavy winds, maybe heavy snow, you're welcome. Thank us later. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm with you. I know. It's just, it stinks. You know, it stinks for me, like, from a, from a football aesthetic point of view and competitive point of view and the Bills and this team and where they are, I've thought about that. And it's just, you know, for me, of course, you know, standing out in four hours in that, it's it's not the most comfortable thing in the world. But, you know, I think more about, for these kinds of things, the game that's going to be played. And it's just such a, well, you... You said it earlier, like, you know, about Miami, Kansas City, you thought the same thing. It's just, it just, would you say, it ruins it, right? That's something that's what you said yeah. earlier when I was listening. And, yeah. you know, at the end of the day, though, I fall back on they, they got here and it's the two seed and they earned home games. And it's not like they're going to Pittsburgh to play in this weather or they're going somewhere else to play in this weather. They're going to be at home and they're the better team and they have the better quarterback and. It's going to be a challenge for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And they are playing what many of us believe to be the worst team in the playoff field. Right? So, mm-hmm. at the end of the day, even though we talk about all this stuff, equalizers and that, and I agree and I say it, the Bills are still the better football team. And part of being the better football team is not making those mistakes and holding on to the ball and taking advantage of things. And that's what they need to do tomorrow, Sunday. Football Friday on WGR. We'll continue our roundtable discussion with Sal Capaccio. Some more X's and O's stuff. Maybe shelve the weather talk if we can here coming up after the update. Thanks for being with us. Mike Shope and the Bulldog. This is WGR.
Welcome back. The playoffs starting tomorrow with two games. The Bills and Steelers, we think, kick off Sunday's three-game slate at 1 o'clock out in probably snowy Orchard Park. And then a Monday night game, as you might remember, the last couple of years, the NFL has gone to that. That'll be Philadelphia at Tampa. Sal, let's tackle some uh, injury stuff. Sal Capaccio with us, Mike Chauvin, the Bulldog here, our Friday roundtable. So it's not as clean as it had been here for the Bulls in, in, the, in recent weeks anyway. And as he often does, I think uh, this is cool for you and for us that Sean McDermott on his Friday morning appearance with you will often announce which guys he's ready to rule out. And that happened uh, today as well. Yeah, he did. And Gabe Davis was ruled out, so was Taylor Rapp. Tyrell Dodson is officially questionable. He did practice today in a limited capacity. Rasul Douglas is also questionable. He has not practiced all week. Generally, that means you're not going to play, but it is the playoffs, and you know you could just wait it and wait it and wait it out as much as possible, keep rehabbing and doing all the things you need to do to get ready, and then wind up suiting up, but we'll see how that plays out. Everybody else on the active roster is available, has no game status, and that includes Ty Johnson, who has cleared concussion protocol. Um, in fact, he was limited all three days, but he has cleared, and he's ready to ready to play right on on Douglas not practicing all week I mean we'll see I mean they're leaving the door open for a reason I assume but he's dealing with a knee injury am I right um I think yes boy with footing being probably at least at best compromised if not highly questionable that 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 seems like a risk I wouldn't want to take myself yeah I get it I understand that and I think that's probably you know the conventional wisdom here but you know we'll see where they go with it you know, and especially, I think you throw everything in, which is, you don't want to disrespect like the 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 need mm-hmm. of, of a high level player like this. But in the kind of game we might get, you know, your front seven is probably a little bit more important than you know the back end. Whereas the back end is going to be important, but it's not like you're playing the Miami Dolphins down in South Florida, right? I mean, so right. it's going to be a little bit different. So I I think that all of those things need to be considered here. What does the rap loss mean? Rap loss means that you have Cam Lewis as your third safety. And we've talked about this many times. You guys know I really like Cam Lewis. I think Cam Lewis has been sensational this year for his role. Um, Now, Taylor Rapp, I think, has played really well the last half of the year. I think they really figured out a good role for him. He was being used as a box safety, uh, a box uh, linebacker kind of sometimes, a big nickel, I guess the best way to say it, early in the season. I don't think that went very well since – you know, midway point of the season, some changes they made, and especially, I think, don't don't underestimate this. Especially with a healthy Micah Hyde next to him, I think that he's been good. And even last week, he made those plays at the end. He had the interception. Um, when I say healthy Micah Hyde, the reason I don't say Jordan Poyer is a healthy rap means you don't have rap when you put Poyer down in the box as a dime dime linebacker. That's what they've been doing. So now you just switch out Taylor Rap for Cam Lewis. That would be the natural switch here. I'm good with that. I think Cam Lewis is physical. In fact, in a game like this, guys, I mean, he's he's not quite as big as Taylor Rapp, but in a game like this, you playing Cam Lewis over Taylor Rapp, that might be a better fit, actually, personnel-wise. But, of course, if you get in a situation, you know, safety-wise and what Taylor Rapp means, that's the – I don't think you're losing much going to, going to uh, if at all, to Cam Lewis, to be quite right. honest. And with. it does not, the way you see it and the way you're laying this out here, just to say it plainly, eliminate – the move Poyer up and play the other two guys. At Correct. Safety, right. You, you, they're that, they're comfortable exactly enough to right. do that with Lewis in place of Rap. right? 
100%. They've done it before. They'll do it. The, here's the tricky part when you lose a guy like Rap. It's the ripple effect. If something were to happen to Taron Johnson, and by the way, second team All-Pro, the only guy on the team that was voted All-Pro, AP All-Pro, on first or second team, Taron Johnson. If something was to happen to Taron Johnson in the game, that's Cam Lewis's spot. He is the natural backup to Taron Johnson. So now it's the ripple effect of who are you putting there. Now that becomes probably DeMar Hamlin. And I do think there's a drop-off then from you know the first two to DeMar Hamlin. That's what you get when you have someone like Taylor Rapp out, where if something happens to Johnson in the middle of a game or to Taylor Rapp, you, know, you have a backup in Cam Lewis. Mm-hmm. Now, if Cam Lewis has to switch positions. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Positions, you go down to DeMar Hamlin. Obviously a really nice honor for Johnson, uh, getting that amount of respect. Yeah. Second team All-Pro, that's big time. They've had, like, they have a slot corner position now on, on yeah, the All-Pro team, right. which you know is good. Uh, Sal, so Gabe Davis has been very, you know, dependable in terms of usage. He's been on the field, hardly ever missing any time for the Bills. Week two last year, I guess, and he was dealing with an ankle injury that he dealt with all season, I guess. But uh, he misses this game. What will be different about the Bills? Will they – I mean, the weather could really throw a wrench into this, but if you um, didn't have that factor, how do you think uh, they change things up? Shurfield, which starts there, I guess. Yeah, I think Sherfield becomes a much more vital player for them. He plays a lot of snaps. He essentially takes Gabe Davis's role. I think that's what winds up happening, whether it's the exact amount of snaps or whatever. I mean, you might have Dante Hardy come in there, whatever. Um, Khalil Shakir becomes a little more important as a pass catcher, maybe an option. And I think that they're fine with that. He's played a lot in the slot. He's basically their slot receiver anyway. So nothing really changes except maybe how you focus your passing game. What I What I'm interested in is the numbers here. So... You have Diggs, Hardy, Sherfield, Shakir. You know they're going to play. No Davis, that's your fifth. Do they roll with four? Or do they elevate Andy Isabella? Because Andy Isabella isn't Gabe Davis. It's not the same role. It's not the same player. But is that what they do? Because maybe you want that extra body just in case. Again, let's think about middle of the game, guy twists an ankle. Do you want to be left with three healthy wide receivers? I don't think you want to do that. So you have to be careful about how you play this. So elevations. You could, you could elevate Andy Isabella. That's one. 
you're probably elevating Leonard Fournette, I would think. I mean, after you know last week getting some hard yards, the fact that they've kind of turned to him a little bit here late instead of Latavius Murray, he's probably the guy. Then the tricky one becomes what happens if <clears throat> Tyrell Dodson can't play. Do you elevate A.J. Klein, who was just signed and re-signed to the practice squad, a veteran who knows this system against a, a, a football team that's going to run the ball a lot? Mm-hmm. We know that. And trust him. Bale Inspector played well last week. This is a different deal, though. And then your number's there. And where you are at linebacker, you could go in with four guys. You only get two elevations. So I think that's the tricky part for me on how you try to wash out the numbers. Yeah. That is interesting. That is interesting. That might end up being uh, not great for Fournette. Maybe Fournette is the move they sort of can't make uh, based on that other stuff. Playoff mm-hmm. Lenny. Snow, come on, yep. it sets right. up so beautifully, right. but maybe right. they can't afford to do well, it. Well, what kind of game they're expecting, what the conditions end up being, could lend itself to that. Like, maybe you want to even go with, you, you mentioned the, you know, the shortage at receiver with Davis out, whether you want to pull a guy up. Maybe you want to dress four running backs if you're going to think mm-hmm. you're going to be, you know, running the ball 60 to 70% of the time because of the conditions. Similarly, defending-wise, you might feel you have a need for another linebacker like Klein because of, you know, the kind of game you expect the Steelers to play. Agreed. Um, so we'll see. I think Dotson's a key factor here, guys. Yeah. If they feel Tyrell Dotson is healthy enough to go, you know, I mean, that kind of it kind of eliminates the other, you know, kind of decisions you have to make. You know, thinking back to just a few weeks ago, let's remember now they, they chose to activate this now coming to like, okay, this is a good thing. They have Kyrie Elam. Because if you don't have Kyrie Elam and Russell Douglas can't play, now you're stuck in another spot here on corner. So to me, that's the natural thing. If Douglas doesn't play, you're most likely just activating Kyrie Elam to play and an active game. It doesn't mean he's actually playing corner, but at least you have depth there. He could play some special teams. But that would put them in a tough spot. Without Taylor Rapp, you already only have four safeties. You can't be short another you know, secondary guy. Mm-hmm. Cam Lewis already a guy that has to think about playing two positions. The numbers are going to be interesting in this one. I mean, you they do have until 4 p.m. tomorrow. Now, they could. They could. I don't think they – to me, I'm, I'm looking at it. I'm like, I don't think you'd do this. They could sign one of these guys to the active roster, right. release somebody on the active roster, and then elevate two other guys, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But then who do you release, right? I think that's where it would come from. And I don't know, are you releasing Linval Joseph or Puna Ford? I don't think so, because with Jordan Phillips out, they just released Eli Ilianku from the practice squad. I only throw these names out because that's where you're a little thicker at numbers, but th- that's the tricky part here. If one of your injured players you might decide is not going to make it back, you could go IR with them, and then that's a spot, or no? Is it different in the playoffs? You could, but then he's done for through through the playoffs. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, like if you if they just made that judgment, I'm saying that's logistically, that's a... That's yes, a if somebody was going to be out that much long-term, they could do that, yes, and that would take care of that, Mike, for sure. And then, now, let's say they get by this week, Next week, Jordan Phillips is eligible to come back, too. So that's another thing you got to start thinking about. You know, I think we'll see just how bad it is weather-wise. But maybe, would you agree with this? Maybe coaches have a tendency to sort of overreact. We've had this, as Travis Yost called it with us earlier, the Mac Jones game a couple years ago. As that game went along, the Bills seemed to realize they could throw the ball a little bit better 
than maybe they had expected. Um, that game against Indianapolis, the play I think about yeah, from that game right. against the Colts is a long pass. Joe Webb to yep. Deontay Thompson? Maybe yes, remember, that's, but, it, that's it exactly. It? Mm, yes. Man, I love it. Yep. So these yeah. are just like sort of one-off nice plays to the ground. and, yeah. you know, examples, but... Yeah, like I, I'm curious if it is so windy and then also snowy. Just can will, will Pittsburgh throw the ball up to George Pickens, who's an outstanding contested catch guy, or will they just be completely reticent to do that because you know it's too scary? Buffalo, same same thing. Do you, do you remember? I'm sure you do. The game in Cleveland that was really snowy late in the year, oh eight, oh nine, oh set. What year was that? Not the six three game here. No, no, no. The eight, you know, eight, eight nothing down seven, there. I think. Yeah, I think that's 07. Okay, so that game. Actually, when I think about this game, I'm thinking, I bet you it's something like that. It might look like that. They played that game, right, at Cleveland, but it might look something like that to me when I close my eyes and envision it. Um, if you remember in that game, guys, like the, it was the first drive. It might have been the first play even, and whoever the Cleveland quarterback was, I can't remember at the time, dropped back and threw a, a dart to uh, the receiver – from Michigan, who's the receiver they had from Michigan, and he made a great Braylon play. Edwards. And I'm like, oh my god, like they're going to go out there and they're going to play like this. And they, that's what they did. Like the Cleveland just didn't care. They just went out right away and said, we're going to move the ball, we're going to score, and then we're just going to shut you down. And that's what they did in that game, basically. Braylon Edwards, uh, Derek Anderson, Braylon Edwards, then, thank you. Future Bill, Derek Anderson, who would then outdo himself after completing nine passes in that game to completing yes. two. <laughs> in the game here. That's 6 oh, game. There you go. Memories, memories. 9 for 24, well, 137 yards on those 9, though. It's a W, Sal. The QB wins. <laughs> it's a W. Good enough to win. Better take right. that down. We'll look at the rest of Wild Card Weekend next. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog with Sal Capaccio here on WGR. Wild Card Weekend. Steelers-Bills, perhaps in the snow. One of six games. All the... AFC games go first this weekend, which is a little bit different than the NFC after the Bills game is over. We'll, we'll know the entire uh, playoff picture, round two, for the AFC with the end of the Bills game. Um, well, Sal Capaccio with us, Mike Schoep and the Bulldogs. Sal, when you look at the games this weekend, six, I think you're about this on your Extra Point show. Do you have a favorite upset? Um, oh, you'd have to look, well, seeding-wise or odds-wise? I haven't looked at all the odds. I haven't looked at the lines. Because seeding and lines can be different. The fives are both favored at the fours. Okay. But the rest is, the higher seed is the favorite. Um, because I, 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 I could expect the five seed to beat the four in Houston. I think the Browns, I'm going to take the Browns in that game. Um, I could see the Rams beating the Lions for sure, so I'm thinking about which one. is. I think that would be my favorite. If I was to pick one, it'd probably be Rams-Lions because I don't know what to expect in that Dolphins-Chiefs game. I think that can go either way. This weather stuff is crazy in Kansas City, right? I mean, that can go either way. I don't know. I do think the Rams have a really good shot to beat the Lions. Rams are a three-point underdog there. Bulldog is probably not willing to answer the question because he's got we've got picks. Oh, I don't care. I I love the Rams. I told you yesterday I love the Rams. I love Matthew Stafford, so I love the Rams. Um, And I've been maybe misguidedly so on sort of a bender with the Lions 
since, I don't know, mid-season or three-quarters of the way through the season. Like, it's going to be so much fun when they finally make the playoffs and get a home game and raise a banner or whatever they're doing there. Uh, they already raised a banner. Uh, they did. And lose in the wild-card round. So, you know, you know I'm stuck in that lane, and I, I probably should be more objective about it, but I'm, I'm picking the Rams. It reminds me of Miami a little bit. Like last week I was saying of the Dolphins, all they accomplished, all the credit they got, really didn't amount to much going into that game against the Bills. I mean, they're still alive. It feels very much that way to me with Detroit, too, because like you have that added mm-hmm. pressure of Stafford going there, and, you know, Goff yeah. would feel that. And here are the Lions, Sal, first, you know, home playoff game in forever. They haven't won a playoff game in more than 30 years. We'll see um, what their season amounts to on Sunday. It could all just be over. Eagles are favored in that game? Eagles are favored by three-ish. I think the Bucks might win that. I think the Eagles are in such a free fall. Jalen Hurts mm-hmm. is hurt. A.J. Brown is hurt. I don't love the Bucks, but I, 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 could, I, mean, I understand why the Eagles are favored. I, but I could see the, the Bucks uh, winning that game. Before I go, you were talking with Brad Spielberg, and I have this written down literally not to forget to say to you. Yes. You got how Mayo was under contract to be the Patriots coach. Yeah. And if that's ever happened. The most famous situation that's ever happened is actually New England. Bill Belichick was under contract to become the Jets coach when Parcells left, which is why he had to resign on a napkin to say, I resign as head coach. That's right. Okay. Yeah. Maybe that's where he got the idea. It was in his contract (laughs) that if Parcells was Uh not the coach, that Belichick was automatically the new head coach. Interesting. I don't remember the, it being contractual, but it sure seemed pretty set up for Wade when he took T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. Over for Marv here, too. Oh, maybe. That's right. Maybe. I'm not sure about that. I, I don't know either. I didn't but know for I, sure I don't about Belichick either. Yeah. Go ahead. Was there any search and debate when it came to Wade Phillips? I don't remember if there was. It's I, too long ago. I don't remember, but I, I... I don't remember one. I felt like when he got here, even, it was like, well, Marv is this old, and like it might have just been speculation, you know, but it obviously right. it turned out that way. Yet, an event significantly yeah. more recent than the Detroit Lions' last playoff victory, even <laughs> as long ago as it was. Right. Around the League in a Dash, brought to you by Dash's Market, celebrating 100 years, shop the family of finer foods. Sal, this should be a memorable weekend. Try to enjoy it. Stay warm, stay safe, guys. You too, man. So- I would nor- normally have my I, – I should let you say that. I was going to say I would normally have my picks done by now, but I'm looking for a shirt 
that I want to wear tonight. And so during the breaks, I've just been looking all yeah. over the house for a, for it, a certain. This shirt. is why you you you, you got to get in the groove of being home because you you oh, can so you, you can get lost. You you I mean you just absolutely like ah uh, just one more thing one more thing and then like for me I'm coming up the attic stairs this happened just the like last week I think uh and I can yes. hear the, I have my headphones so loud I can hear it and I can tell what's going on usually it's Zach doing an update but I, as I'm walking down the hall into the room where I keep the gear I can hear you talking like oh no I, I, I shouldn't have got the mail why did I get the mail <laughs> so stupid it takes it takes some discipline anyway sales appearance with us was brought to you by New York's only outlet liquor when you need to stock up it's the place to buy a case what's your outlet I'm going to go downstairs right now, and I'll tell you there's going to be a list. The dog's going to need to go out. We're going to have to make the point about how the kids have been on the computers for too long. The oven is probably going to be left on or something. I mean, there's going to be 70-30. I'm back in time for picks. 70-30. All right, I know how to Mike do show, it. <laughs> yes, yeah, you can just predict mine. You can just you pick who you want me to pick. Same as yours, probably. Keep the lead. Uh, game theory. All right. Nonsense. I'll be here. Picks are next. Football Friday on WGR, presented by Tops Markets. Score big savings and elevate your food game. Mike Schoep and the Bulldog will be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.